Welcome to Investors Insights. Our topic today is market movers. We are looking forward to sharing our ideas, thoughts, and strategies with you today. And we will also continue the discussion throughout the week on our social media, on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as our Thursday vlog, which, uh, by the way, I think uh, my distinguished colleague, Adam Van Zandt, is, will talk about more in this vlog. I'm also joined by uh, Trey Booth and Bobby Norman. Uh, gentlemen, good to have you uh, uh, with me this morning. So let's, uh, let's get started here. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed the dialogue uh, this morning. And Trey, I'd like to go to you first, mainly because of the fact you, you said market movers and in that market movers, so often we talk about corporate earnings and those kind of things, but you brought up services and goods. Talk about that. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Greg. So for, for the last pretty much 50 years, the U.S. economy has been driven by a transition from goods production to services. And why that's good is that's very uh, deflationary because mm -hmm. the amount that an individual can spend on services is pretty limitless. Uh, the amount you can spend on goods is limited by the ability to produce and your ability to, to store goods. So you can only own so many cars. You can only buy an iPhone so often. Uh, you can only you can only hold so many products. Uh, and what we saw during COVID, though, was a flip of that. As the world shut down, U.S. consumers spent more on goods for the first time in a long time in terms of growth. And we saw service consumption collapse. So you can see on this chart, though, how that how during COVID that is that, that drastic flip occurred, where initially everything shut down. But then as the economy slowly started reopened, the consumption of goods really ramped up much faster than services. And we've seen that in the economy through inflation. You've seen prices go up. We see individuals talk about the, how, the, how the, uh, the cost of goods at the store is going up, online is going up. And, and however, the market really hasn't been concerned about inflation because they believe, the market believes it's transitory uh, or temporary. And what we saw in the data on these charts is so important is that we saw that recently that that consumption of goods started to dip. Now, previously, there was a couple of head fakes, but those head fakes coincided with the dip in service consumption. And so that's just an across the board economic drop in consumption. But what's so interesting about the most recent dip in goods consumption is that it is not paired with service. You see services continue to expand. And so that's very good because that may, that may mean that the, the, the top is in. Last week, we talked about how we're seeing lumber prices drop 40%, copper prices drop 12%. We're continuing to see inputs drop, which is very positive for you as consumer. And we're seeing services expand. And so that's how we need to get back to our long-term trend of economic growth without inflation. So this is very important and very positive numbers to see. So something we're going to have to watch closely going forward. But from an inflation standpoint and from a from an individual standpoint, from the market, this hits, this hits our, our clients where, where, where it matters in their pocketbooks, but also from a market standpoint, services are much more profitable. And so that, that helps the profit margins of the U.S. economy and stock market. So people are starting to travel. They're starting to eat out again. They're starting to, to uh, have things to do. And uh, I think you're right on uh, with your data there, Trey. Uh, that's excellent. And I also appreciate the fact you referred to last week's vlog, and I just want to encourage our viewers, go back and watch the past few weeks, and you will see us as we connect the dots on the information that we're sharing with you. And so uh, great job on that data and research. And Bobby, you jumped in uh, in the discussion there because we continue to focus on jobs, 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 jobs. That's a key focus of ours in relation to the economy. So tying that in to what 
Trey just said about services and goods. Talk about jobs and the importance we see going forward and how that can impact the economy and our clients' portfolios. Yeah, Greg, you know, if you've been watching the vlog the past few years, you might notice that I like to focus on what the market moving event will be each week. This week, I'm looking at the June jobs report coming out this Friday. And I think it's especially important this week because it could set the tone for the third quarter that starts Thursday. So, so far this year, the economy has created on average 535,000 jobs each month. Economists are expecting the June jobs report to come in around 700,000 and the unemployment rate to fall to around 5.7%. So that's pretty good, but that's pretty underwhelming because at this pace, it will take the U.S. until the fall of 2022 to recover the jobs lost during COVID. So we're it's unreal. at this pace, we're over a year away from that. And so, but the most important reason I'm looking at the jobs report on Friday is to see what happens if the jobs report is actually a lot better than expected. And so if the jobs number is a lot better than expected, I want to see how the market reacts because a better than expected job support puts the spotlight on the Fed and what they say about tapering their bond purchases and timing of raising interest rates. So, so for example, you know, we had a great jobs number earlier in the year, but the market traded back on fears that the Fed would use the strength in the labor market to slow monetary stimulus. So, so let's see what happens on Friday and if the jobs report starts the third quarter on a positive note. Yeah, absolutely, Bobby. I think we've talked about this. Month in, month out, as long as the Fed is being so stimulative, it's all about jobs. That's really the only number that you really need to be watching. That's that's if you need one number when you wake up in the morning, you need to know the jobs number. Especially going into a long weekend, a big number like that, and then you're on a third three-day weekend, a lot of market uncertainty on that. That's very true, Trey. Well said. And uh Adam, uh you've been tracking the technical analysis uh with our group here and we appreciate that uh, i understand on thursday you're going to do a great educational vlog regarding uh technical analysis and and the importance of it and the key indicators that pe- people need to be watching for uh talk to us here as we see the s p 500 uh hit a high and uh also with this positive news that trey and bobby have shared on market movers just uh, kind of give us the range of where you see the market. Yeah, thanks, Greg. And Bobby mentioned it. He's been talking about market movers. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, he mentioned the Fed and the meeting with the Fed. Uh, of course, we saw a bearish market during that week. Uh, we saw quite the opposite last week. We saw the bulls start to come back out. Um, we saw a record close. So the S&P Friday's close came in at 4,280. That pushes our new resistance level up to 4,320 the new support level of 4,240. As Greg mentioned on Thursday, I'm gonna dig a little bit more into moving day averages. So one I wanted to cover today, which kind of coordinates almost perfectly with the quarter to date, the 50 day moving average is currently at 4,192. So despite the volatility we've seen in the last couple of weeks and month, we're still seeing that rise. Of course, we talked about that being our base, our support level, Right. For a long-term analysis standpoint. Right. And uh, clients have said to me they really appreciate those ranges that you're giving, Adam, uh, just especially like that week that we th- saw things a little bit more bearish. Uh, they knew that we held up in certain ranges and they were like, well, I, I don't have to worry here. It's uh, We're seeing support levels uh, kick in. So uh, yes, there's volatility in the market. Markets make moves. You know, the, the beauty of these vlogs is we let you see is 
Trey and Bobby reported the fundamental analysis, the economic analysis that we do. And then Adam's over here on the technical analysis and we bring them together. It was huge during the 2020 uh, COVID downturn that we used both combinations to navigate portfolios through that. And also in navigating the portfolios, making sure that we tied them coordinated with your financial blueprint. We hope all this is beneficial to you. We hope it's making a difference. It keeps you informed. We also hope that you can share it with others that may be having anxiety as this market volatility continues to move and everybody's wondering, where do we go from here? Uh, we're trying to look down the road. And as we approach the 4th of July weekend, we wanted to keep you updated. Follow us on all our technology and social media and as well in person, on the phone, Zoom like this. We, we are open to talking to you and answering any questions you may have. Have a great week.